Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're here to talk about whatever the hell it is that the Reds have been doing the last couple weeks here since we recorded. Uh, with me tonight is Branch. Branch, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little confused, but I'm doing good. <laughs> confused is a good word for some of these moves that the Reds have made. Um, mm-hmm. So since the lockout, obviously before the lockout, the Reds had traded Tucker Barnhart in a salary dump, which, okay, that that made sense. Uh, the Wade Miley move, which we've talked about, which made no sense. And then post-lockout, the Reds decided to go all in, kind of, but maybe, with a with <laughs> with a fire sale or a rebuild or a reboot, and then decided, well, maybe we'll kind of change our mind. We'll get into that. The big move, obviously, was the trade of Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners for a few prospects. Uh, one guy, one guy, the pitcher is he's he's a, he's all right. He's a decent pitcher. Um, a couple of other guys, one hurt pitcher, <laughs> and um, the of course the player to be named later, which is going to be Cash. Yeah, but we've got some late breaking news. Hang on a second. Oh no, really? Is that Phil? Phil Razor? Are you answering? <gasps> hey, Phil. I got to go to bed in a couple of minutes, but okay. Well, we'll just. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know you were doing this tonight. Oh, Phil, we were just talking about the Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker trade to the Mariners. What is your thoughts on that? Wait a minute, they got traded to the Mariners. Yeah, they did. It was weird. <laughs> I, I, I was not informed of this. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Phil's stuck out there in Blackout Iowa. He don't get news for six months. <laughs> yeah, he has to wait for his news via carrier pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I the trade is stupid. The whole thing is stupid, and go Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I understand the wanting to dump Eugenio Suarez's salary, but at the expense of Jesse Winker. That I mean, <laughs> arguably outside of outside of Joey Votto, he's your next best hitter on the team, and you dump him just to dump salary of Eugenio Suarez. That one didn't sit right with me. Branch, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, oh, boy. Um, especially after the August or the late August, early September, you know, September that Suarez had last year. You know, shoulder injuries take a while to come back from. I'm never not going to be a believer in Suarez. Uh, I'm really pissed about it because – even with every other thing, Jesse Winker is the one uh, is an elite hitter against right-handed pitching. Absolutely, I, I mean he just is. He's one of the best in the MLB. And I mean, the only problem with that, that I'm sorry to interrupt because I have to go to bed here in a second. But the, <laughs> okay. only with that, the only problem with that is that there's no 
uh, right-handed pitching in the major leagues. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, like, there's what, no, yeah, there's no right-handed pitchers. You're right. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent of the pitchers in the major leagues are left-handed. Yeah, so, so you don't want anybody who absolutely I, I, kills right-handed. I wasn't aware of that stat. I thought yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a mix. That that, that's that a, is a that is an absolute truth, and uh, <laughs> you can look it up. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm going to bed, and I'll talk to you guys later. Good okay, night. Okay, sleepy time. Take care. Thanks for the drop. <laughs> no problem. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> oh, that's fun. But yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that that trade pissed me off. Now, yeah, it 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 just the way that I, I the the best way I can describe that trade is it's like the Reds friend zone to me. It's you know, like they, they were going for it. They had something the last couple of years and then they're like, nah, I'm really right. not into you that way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh and I just and that's the way it felt to it, me. It's like the Reds had your pants off and then they were like, oh I gotta work early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there's things we got, you know. I mean, I, I said friend zone, blue balls would work too. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they had they they did all this tear down and then and sucked for god five years. And then we're almost kind of sorta into us as fans for like season and a half and the pandemic happened and they were one or two decent moves away from being really something we could be passionate about. And they're like, nah, but we're going to try something different. <laughs> the logic is what gets me of, okay. This Colin Moran guy's awful sexy. We're going to hang out with him. We're going to trade. <laughs> yeah. We're going to trade our second best hitter. Just a dump salary. Yeah. Now, if you're dumping, Eugenio Suarez's salary and you get very little in return. Okay. I could have seen that. Yeah. But they included Winker just to save money. And it's like, yeah. oh. Now that doesn't even, we've, we're not even done with but the trade. But was smart. He, he probably told him the only way that you're doing it, I'm taking Suarez if, if you give me Winker. Well, yeah. I mean, the Mariners, okay. yeah. Yeah. If you, if the Mariners could say, if you're wanting me to take on this money, then. You're giving us Jesse Waker. Absolutely. The Mariners made out like gangbusters. Yeah. Because because even though Eugenio Suarez only hit 198 last year, he still hit over yeah. 30 home runs. I've went over and listened to some of their podcasts uh, from their fans. Mm-hmm. Trade, uh, they really feel like they raped us. Um, and I don't agree. I mean, uh, was it Williamson's the pitcher's name? I... Yeah, most of them are really high on him. I, you yeah. hear really good things. But then yeah. the then the done but, but, dude but is hurt. Everybody thinks he's gonna be a reliever, so we just let one of the best hitters in baseball go for a relief pitcher. Yeah. So yeah, Dunn is hurt. The pit, other pitcher, which yeah. f- continues the red streak of trading for injured pitchers. Um, yeah. Fraley is. He is he what he good is. Until yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he is what he is. Um, Actually, he looked good in spring training, and it looked like he might be okay in left field. Kind of not great, but if he can okay. Hit. If he can, but hit. you brought on fam. Excuse me, you brought on fam. Now, yeah. Oh, so. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
and then everybody's favorite, the player to be named later, who the Reds beat writers were insistent on oh, this was going God. to be a great player. But if you look at the press release from the Mariners, it's a player to be named later or cash. Yeah. And when you claim poverty like Bob Castellini, I can almost guarantee it's going to be cash. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a 90% chance it's cash, 10% chance that I'm an idiot. 90% chance it's going to be cash. I, I'm saying 90% chance. I'll go with you because I'm, I'm totally – it's going to be cash. It's going to be cash. It's going to be probably – Late July or, or late June, when a little snippet comes out about it, and not a damn thing is going to be said. Usually, by anybody with the Reds. Usually, when it's a player to be named later, it's somebody who is either injured mm-hmm. or, um, up until I think last year, you couldn't trade anybody within a year of being drafted. So I don't know if that rule still applies. I- I don't remember which writer actually answered it, but one of them said it, it's this is supposed to be a group of players that they get to look at. Okay. So Wycroft would say he's really excited. And he don't even know who it's going to be. He doesn't even know who it's going to be. He probably knows one of six. Oh, I know. And, I, and, and the Mariners at any time are liable. And the cash amounts, liable. it's probably a player can be named later or cash. Yeah. And if they, if they pick the wrong one, then the Mariners are going to be like, well, here's your cash. Yeah, we're keeping that one. My guess is that the player that uh, gets traded to the Reds, the, his friends have a nickname for him, and it's Cash. Uh, yeah. Because that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Sure as hell ain't Jared Kelnick, is it? Oh, no. It's not Kelnick. It's not going to be Kyle Lewis. It's I not... think they should have went after Kelnick. Oh, I mean, nope. yeah. I mean, you know, that's just me. But we weren't done with the trades. No. Sonny Gray was traded to the Twins for a lottery ticket uh, in a salary dump. Now, the lottery ticket, it's an 18-year-old pitcher. I should probably have looked up his name before we started, but I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's an 18-year-old who throws hard and doesn't have a lot of control. He was a mid-level prep draft pick. And has thrown what? 20- I guess, or something like that. And has thrown like four innings in a ball, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or 20, 21. Yeah. He's got four professional innings to his name. Yeah. So we know nothing. Absolute lottery ticket for a salary dump. Okay. It was somebody they thought they could have gotten in like the competitive. Competitive. That happened to hire. Chase Petty. Chase Petty. Chase Petty. Thanks, Sarah. Dynamite drop in from Sarah. Yeah, should, should have been an NASCAR driver, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, um, okay, so we're in salary dump mode, making that deal. Okay, fine. Now you've got where it starts to not make any sense. Amir Garrett's traded to the Royals. Okay, maybe okay. maybe you know you're you're dumping more salary for Mike Miner, starter. Uh-huh. Sunny gray light. And the Reds are taking on his entire salary. Uh-huh. Of I read a Sunny Gray salary. About the same as Sunny Gray's salary. So you're like, okay. I'm taking on his salary, but he's not as good as Sunny Gray. Right. And you're taking on his salary, but you can't pay Sunny Gray. You can't pay Wade Miley. Now and you're giving the Amir Ro- Garrett, who's a serviceable reliever. The Royals turned around and signed uh Grinky 
<laughs> with the money they saved uh-huh. trading Mike Miner. And you're like, okay, what are we doing here? But we're not done. <laughs> Reds then decide to start. Like a bad infomercial. Yeah. Oh, but wait, there's more. So the Reds started Locker Watch 2022, where the beat writers would just find random people in the locker room and like, oh, I guess the Reds are signing this guy. <laughs> Donovan Solano. Okay. Decent backup bench bat infielder. Four and a half million dollars. Yeah, it's a bit high. <laughs> we're dumping salary, but we're signing a utility guy for four and a half million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Colin Moran. Okay. I could see him as a bench bat, occasional DH. Good against right handers. Absolute dog shit against left handers. Okay. Um, I could see that. Few other guys here and there that probably aren't going to make the team. Uh, Hunter Strickland, okay. And then we got Tommy Pham. Now, Tommy Pham, there's nothing wrong with Tommy Pham. I like Tommy there's, Pham. There's a direct line with Tommy Pham and Moran. One thing that stands out to me, but we'll get to that. So, yeah, Tommy Pham, I don't have any problem with that. For $7.5 million. You know what Jesse Winker is going to make this year? About $7 million. Yep. So we're left to thinking this, that the teardown fire sale rebuild was so badly perceived that ownership panicked and started signing guys to try to pretend to compete. That's exactly what they've done. When you could have they, just kept the guys you had, added a Tommy Pham and a Hunter Strickland, and been in the playoff hunt. Like, Amir Garrett. You traded him for Mike Miner, took on that money. You could have uh, not tendered Amir Garrett, let him go, and kept either Sonny Gray or Wade Miley, who are both better than Miner. Where is the logic branch? Tell me the logic. There is none. The only logic there is is that Bob Castellini wanted the payroll under a certain number. Nick Crawl went way under that number. They were all happy about it for about 30 seconds, and then they saw fan reaction, and they also saw cancellation of season tickets. Then they hit panic mode again, and Bob Castellini went, that Moran guy and that fam guy have beat the shit out of us in Great American Ballpark. Go get them. That's the line between the two. They have tore it up at the ballpark. So they went and got him. That, that, it, it, it's Bob just getting Nick to do whatever he wants. Nick is not no genius. I'll eat my shorts if in six months... This Nick Crawl's a genius, and this is Moneyball too. He has figured out a way to beat the system. But I, what's happened is Bob Castellini has said, "Oh my goodness, they are actually going to put a billboard up telling me to sell the team because I went way too low." And and there's there's no way that he did not get the numbers that says, though no, that that he that say. 
we lost this many season ticket holders on trading Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. He oh, knew it. They oh, know the numbers. I know, they I, know the numbers. I know people who canceled their season tickets. Yeah, I know people that canceled their season tickets too. And 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 that's what got us. And then they went, "Oh shit, we've got to add. We've got to pretend. We've got to pretend we're doing something." Yes. So, and like I said, no problem with Tommy Pham, Hunter Strickland, Ryan. No problem at all. Those are pieces you add. Tommy Pham would have been a great addition to this team. With playing next to Jesse Winker, Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Yeah, Nick Castellanos (laughs) signed. Five years, hundred million with yeah. the Phillies. Had some interesting, yeah. had some interesting words to say. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's so that you know, and that was how much more was that than his contract with the Reds? Four million, million, a, year. Four million a year. Four million a year. Yeah. There, yeah, that, you, that that that's horse shit. Cassianus wanted to come back, and they wouldn't do it. You can't tell me. That the he Reds would have done it in a heartbeat. You can't tell me the Reds couldn't have afforded that. You you can't. Nobody can convince me of that. And Be- there's so many Reds players come out and say stuff. The ones that are getting. Mo Egger talked about it earlier today. If you want to know how some how, how an employer really is, you talk to people that have just left. Yeah. And there is people that are letting it be known. And. I'll say this, and I know there are people on Twitter who will disagree vehemently with this. With the new TV and streaming contracts, uh-huh. each team is going to get nearly $100 million a year. Yes. Not, they, not quite, nearly 90-something a year. It's $96 million a year. They, they, their, their base is $96 million. That's where they start. With the signing of FAM, the that's Reds payroll, any, that's for, oh, for any anything else. Parking, anything. That's where they start is at ninety six million. With the signing of FAM, their payroll was around hundred and five million. Yep. So again, that's just national TV. That's not the local contract. I thought they were I thought they were ninety five. They were at I think ninety eight and then the FAM and Strickland contracts. All right. I keep saying Strickland. Is it it's Hunter Strickland, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gonzaga's about to go down. But um and we don't know the finalization of, of the few arbitrations they got. Or do they have any more left? Uh, there's just the one. It's Lucas Sims. They're 400000 apart. Okay. So, right, but that was calculated in as a guesstimate. So at around 105, we'll just conservatively well, say. Well, that's, that's what I've said they were going is 105. I've, yeah. I've said that all along. 105. So 105 million. Now, again, the 96 million from the national contracts that are coming in this year. The Reds get $40 million a year from Bally Sports. They get, I, I don't know the exact amount. It's it's not very, it's about 10 to $15 million from for the radio contract. Yeah. It's not, it's not outrageous. Uh, it's not outrageous, no. Then you've got uh, ticket sales, concessions, parking. All of the... Uh, advertising. Yep. Both in they the get, st- and we don't even know what they're going to make off being able to advertise on the helmet now. Right. The yeah. Helmet, they, yeah. We and, we and, and jersey. We I've seen estimates of that's forty million per club, but that could be skewed. It might only be you know we'll give the Reds benefit of doubt. It's fifteen million. 
that's another fifteen million they get. Right. Because they're going to have what Kroger on the jersey. That it, they'll probably what have it? some local team or local. It'll be Kroger skyline. So it'll be something local, yeah. But so when you add all of that up, you're talking conservatively. One hundred fifty to one hundred eighty million dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. Your payroll is going to be. Let's just, you know, conservatively estimate. Maybe they sign another couple other guys. Call it one hundred ten million. Mm-hmm. All that rest of that is just profit. Yep. Yeah, the Reds may have lost profit. I mean, you got to pay your stadium workers and all that. And right. Yeah. What I think this all comes down to is I think they took out. The Reds did the right thing in 2020, and they paid their stadium workers. Yeah, and they took out a they took out a 20 million dollar loan to pay the stadium workers and everybody else. They probably took a little bit of their own money, and I guarantee you, they took a PPP loan. Probably, you know, and like every other big business did, small businesses kind of got fucked on all those. They took that PPP loan, and nobody's wanting to pay back their PPP loan. That's the reason you see so many open jobs with the Reds. The few that did get laid off, you want to if you show a certain amount with open jobs, you don't have to pay back your loan. Yeah, then you can't refill the position. Right, which is all just horse shit. And but a lot of people are doing it. And it's just we handed a whole shit ton of money to a bunch of fairly wealthy people. Anyway, um, but in order in order to keep people being paid and fed, which that's okay, that happens. They. They want to make that. And see, I've said this all along. I, I figured it up, and it would be twenty million that it costs to pay their stadium employees. What it costs to run for a season. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's that's coming up with vehicles. You know, lawn, everything. That that's what it cost. So and, even then, you're making and, another and twenty, thirty. They want to make it all back this season. They want to make it all back this season, and that's what it's probably the reason Dick Williams left. And Dick, Nick Crawl said, I can do this for you. Dick Williams saw the writing on the wall. I'm Dick convinced. Williams got, he left the same reason Jeter left. He's, he got told he was not going to have the money to complete it. If Dick Williams was the GM and was allowed to do what his vision had, was going to be, yeah. this team would be absolutely World Series contenders. Yep. I'm convinced. We, we win in the division easily. Especially I'm, right now, winning the division isn't that damn hard. Because Dick Williams made some great trades had great drafts. All he needed was support from ownership, and they just wanted to go cheap. Nick Crawl, you know, I he's doing what, what he has to do to survive. I think. Right. I don't know. He, here's what I'll say about him: He's doing what he's told. Yeah. He's not the best public speaker, and he has said some absolutely dumb shit. Publicly. I mean. I, how do you, but, but he can't just come out and right. say it's the only thing making me do this. He yeah. can't say that. So you just gotta be like, well, yeah, he's got to bite. My mom was punting a football across the living room, and cousin Roger said, "Don't punt, duck." It. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just gonna come up with something. <laughs> it reminds me of Baghdad Bob from when the the Iraq yeah. invasion. Yeah, it's just it's just dumb shit. <laughs> it's this guy is saying just the most outrageous stuff because he knows um, if he doesn't, this Saddam's gonna kill him. And Nick Crawl, he's probably making some decent money as a GM. Probably not what and he, other and he GMs wants make. another job after this. Absolutely. But his <laughs> reputation is taking a hit, and it's not even any of his doing. But if he does it all and he actually creates a winner eventually, he'll make a lot of money in his life. That's true. 
you know, and he might, he might get through this and he might've said, you've got to promise me. You're not firing me till 2025. And you can't fire me till 2025. Yeah. Maybe he's got, maybe, I don't know what the contracts are for GMs. Maybe he's got like a five-year deal and that's what he said. was. Maybe. And, they, and they told him, I mean, the hell they didn't even backfill Williams position. Nick crawl does not have the same title as Dick Williams. No, no, that he just absorbed it. Yep. But he doesn't have the same title. Nick so Kroll. He, he might have said, hey, I'll, I'll eat this shit. You know, I'll eat this turd <laughs> sandwich you're handing me. But you're going to have to stick with me to 2025 and give me a chance to, you know, save my reputation. For the people out there, the tens of people that are listening, uh, <laughs> if you've watched Game of Thrones, Nick Crawl is Reek. Yep. Um, if you've not seen Game of Thrones, go watch it. It's worth it. Even though the last season was terrible, it's still worth it. When oh, you, God. When you get to the point of Reek and you see who Reek is, you'll understand why that's Nick Kroll. If you want to watch a medieval pseudo-fantasy, that's awesome. The ending is great, and they got a movie coming out. Watch The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh, they got a movie? Because I just finished watching The Last Kingdom. Yeah, there's a there's no, they just wrapped the movie. The movie will be out sometime in 2023. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was. It, it, it's called Eight Kings or Seven Kings Must Die. Oh, yeah, The Last Kingdom was really good. <laughs> I started watch. I I binged it over a couple of months. The first yeah, like fantastic. first couple episodes are kind of slow because they're just setting so much up. Yeah, but you get through those first two, and yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly, well, wholeheartedly, it's it's a great show. If you know the Viking Age in, in England. It's yeah. a great way to do story about it. It really is. It was, yeah. I I really like that show. I agree. Now back to baseball. <laughs> so there are still a, a few free agents out there that you wonder if the Reds could potentially add. Michael Conforto is the one at the top of the list for me. I don't know that the Reds are going to do it. But adding him to the lineup, even after what, this whole, you know, tear it down, you know, buy the off brands. It's like they sold all the name brand and bought the Kroger brand replacements. Michael Conforto, Conforto would be the Kroger brand replacement of Nick Castellanos. I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they've cut so much. They've added a little bit back, like you were saying. I think they're at their point where this is what it's going to be this year. I don't know if they're going to make even any more trades. It would be nice if they could add more to the bullpen. And I hope they don't. I hope against hope that they're not going to put Hunter Green in the bullpen. That would infuriate me if they put oh, that the scares me that's him or Lodolo scares me to death because there's the precedent for that <laughs> Aroldis Chapman and Rysel Iglesias hard throwers were starters the Reds put them in the bullpen I'm I'm hoping they're not that dumb this time around but I don't know outside of Michael Conforto and a couple of relievers. Is there even anybody out there that would improve the team at this point? 
Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm scared to death that Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo are going to end up in the bullpen. Uh, I'm really scared about Lodolo because managers really love tall, lanky lefties to be yeah. a closer. And there's there's a value to that. There really is. It's just I hate to burn that, especially when everything we're trading for looks like to be relievers as well. And there's there's only you can put a lot of value on relievers. You really can. And the game's going that way. But there's nothing more valuable than a starter. And in first round draft picks, you're hoping for starters. Right. You know. I just I'm just hoping that they're not dumb enough to do that. And you know, it sounds ridiculous. Like, no, they're not gonna they're not gonna put him in the bullpen. But we've got two precedents. <laughs> All it takes is Lodolo to get a blister after starting three starts. Yep. Um, and they're going to be like, hey, he's not cut out to be a starter. We're going to move him to the bullpen and see if we can control his blister situation that way. But then when you think about it, it Castillo. I'd rather Green be a shortstop than a damn reliever, honestly. Well, uh, yeah, he could. If if for some reason the pitching doesn't work out, they should put him back in the minors, let him hit, and then bring him back up. Because he if, was. If Hunter, if, if Hunter Green ends up as a relief pitcher, this has been an entire bust on that on that draft. Oh, I agree. Totally. I, you know, if he ends up anything other than a starter, it's a total bust. So, how many spots are open in the in the rotation? Because Castillo is sort of kind of hurt. You got Tyler yeah. Malley, and you've got Minor. Are there two spots open in the rotation? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say in the first three weeks there's probably there's probably three, which uh, that's fine. That gives you, you know, I, I ain't for sure if it's gonna be Santion or what's the other guy, uh, Reaver San Martin, San Martin, or uh, well, I forgot about Vladimir Gutierrez. He's probably got a spot. Well, I think it's gonna. Be, I, I was assuming Gutierrez is gonna be number three. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter down on Gutierrez. His last seven starts last year were amazing. Maybe they'll do this. Maybe no. they'll do that. You don't pitch in the big leagues and have the numbers Gutierrez has last year, and your manager not give you another shot. No, I absolutely <laughs> agree. It happen. He's going to be in rotation. in that starting rotation. <laughs> so then you're talking first three weeks of the season, maybe two spots. Two spots, yeah. So and that's where you say Martin and, and – uh, and, yeah, I, they're they've got they're they're deep enough. I think they'll be fine through that. So does spring training matter then to Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo for that last spot? Maybe. God, it just depends on what's easier to control their innings. Because I think that what's going to happen by by mid season, it's going to if. The Reds are in the hunt by the trade deadline. They're going to start wanting to shop Castillo and Mali. I mean, if they're not in the hunt. Yeah. And in order to get it over with the fans, you're going to need innings for Lodolo and Green at the major league level. How do you balance that? And, of course, this is notwithstanding any kind of injuries that would happen in, in between. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at it from a perfect world, if you're not in it, you can trade them, but you can bring up your two hot prospects. I, but they're both going to run out of innings. 
I almost wonder. I, I don't. I don't know how you handle that. I really don't. Now, one you fake you fake a a, a uh, an injury to Green and let him stretch out a little longer, to where he doesn't show up until the end of May. Well, one thing to consider is that they're probably going to expand their rosters to twenty eight for the first few weeks because yeah. of the shortened spring training. Yeah. One one There's thing, spring training. but one, those spring training, right? One thing that could possibly happen is if one of Green or Lodolo or even both make it, they're on a you're pitching no more than five innings per start, no matter what you're doing, because you're going to have a couple extra pitchers in the bullpen probably. And then do you look at a part of the schedule that you can go, okay, we're going to skip a couple starts. Right. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a little bit harder to skip starts this year because there's going to be scheduled double headers with the. Yeah. But. I mean, if I was the manager, I'd be like, I don't want them going to the West Coast. Right. But with those scheduled double headers, you could even skip them maybe because you can. There's still going to be that rule where you have an extra player for the double header. You could call up a guy from AAA to start that game. And so they could they could potentially do that. Plus, with the All Star break, you can. And I think they're going to get two, they're going to get two more roster spots. Yeah. So the two more roster spots, say you put you add two more relievers. I don't know who those two relievers are going to be because it's not like they have a ton to choose from. <laughs> Kevin Gregg and JJ yeah. Hoover. JJ Hoover is going to come out of retirement. <laughs> Lisa Varto Benia, shout out to the Chad, is going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no idea <laughs> who that would be. I mean, I haven't even looked at the, the the relievers. And, I mean, we're still waiting. It's in the spring training. We're still waiting on the waiver wire pickup. Right. Yeah, there's oh, – I, You know, and, and, and the Reds don't don't enter without throwing somebody on the last minute. I could I could absolutely see – Two or even three waiver pickups at yeah. the end of spring training. Yeah. So, yeah, this roster is not going to be set probably till opening day, basically. Dude, till they pull into Atlanta and they actually have a jersey hanging there, right. I wouldn't count. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I th- now some of the guys they added Brandon Drury too is another person. Um, yeah. I think he is going to make it. Solano obviously is going to make it, and Moran's going to make it. Now, Alberto Almora Jr. was a hot prospect with the Cubs back in the day, but he just has never hit. Well, the worst part about it is Fraley should make it and Akiyama shouldn't. But Akiyama's going to make it because of his contract. And money. And that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I mean, it's... It really sucks that I mean they they probably should just say hey we're gonna eat the money dude your time in the United States has not been good you know yeah Domo Agato <laughs> um <laughs> I mean I wanted a lot more out of Shego I thought that he would be I thought he, I thought so too really, he's had know, he's had some injuries he's had some other things so, going on his wife got hit by a by tree. a tree yeah. I mean, how focused are you going to be when your wife's in the hospital? And she got hit by a tree. Yeah, just walking in the park got hit by a tree. The tree decided to whack his wife. I mean, (laughs) they're probably going to go back to Japan and be like, fuck America. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we didn't get hit by any trees while we were here. And Um, I wouldn't blame them one bit. Oh, I know. (laughs) God. 
and it looks like he has a beautiful family and stuff. And oh, it's just like he, see, he seems like a great guy. And during it's the just, pandemic, he stayed at, he stayed in California, and they were in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's. And then she finally comes back, and she gets hit by a tree <laughs> going for a walk. Now she is okay, so that's that's the good yeah. thing. That's why we can joke yeah. about it. But oh my goodness, talk about being snake bit. True. But yeah, and dearly loved in Japan. Oh yeah. You we'll know, probably I mean, go back after next after this year. Yeah, I, I think the next Japanese signing might be a while. For the Reds, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick Senzel, if he can figure out how to stay healthy, is probably the center yeah, fielder. Spring training. Yeah, he's looked really good. That's as long as he can stay healthy. That's um, that's that have just. I mean, he is working counts. Yeah, he ain't doing the shit that Joey pulled today. Joey pulled some elite. I'm a veteran. Screw you, bullshit today. <laughs> that 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 first at bat by Joey today was hilarious. Comes up, guy throws him a breaker. Joey intentionally makes it look like it just crippled him. Next guy pitch. comes in, throws, throws a fastball. I think it throws a fastball outside. Doesn't take. Comes back with that breaker again. Joey puts it into the stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's just like, yo, dude, welcome to the bigs. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off on that one. I was like, you just got schooled. <laughs> Same exact pitch that you just, that you thought, oh, man, I can make him look like a fool. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> so I would, say, I would guess Tommy Pham's going to play right instead of Aquino. I don't know. Or do you put him in left with Aquino and right? I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. Who's got the better arm between? Honestly, between um, Sam and uh, Aquino's got a good arm. See, I don't think Aquino's going to be out there that much. I mean, I'm over Aquino. I'm not sure he's going to make the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is um, if, I would rather keep Fraley than Aquino. Oh, I think Fraley absolutely is the fourth outfielder, regardless. You know, I I don't know if Aquino's going to make the team. I know there's people that love Aquino for certain reasons. Because of the one If month. it's me, Aquino's gone probably with a week or two to go. Yeah, um, we, we just make no bones about it. Aquino's gone. Aquino had that great month. That's why people like him. Shout yeah, out but it was – that's to, been a long, long time ago. Shout out to Kyle Farmer. Um, Man, he, he, he hits it right at people a lot yeah. now. Now, <laughs> Tommy Pham's one tough son of a bitch. He once yeah. got 200 stitches in a knife fight outside of a strip club. Fuck yeah, he's Roy Hobbs. So, I'm down with Tommy Fan. <laughs> I ain't fucking with... No, I mean... And honestly, that's something to be said. Last year was not great numbers, but he had the same surgery that Barrero just had, and he got stabbed. Yeah. So, we're going to cut him a break. Get it? Cut him a break. I'll cut nah. him a break. Get it? He's a nah. tough fucker. Cut him a break. Nah. You go to if you look up Tommy Pham on TMZ, he showed the injuries. Oh yeah, dude's lucky to be alive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was nothing. I don't yeah. know what caused it. I don't know. I in my head, I'm kind of going with jealous girlfriend. Yeah, who knows what happened? PED deal went back down bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm making it much cooler than just a random stabbing in my head. <laughs> so. Oh man! So yeah, you got to be tough to get stabbed like that, and still come back and play. So he's on, you know, he's. He, and like I said, I like that signing. 
I would have liked it even better if he was signed as to play alongside Winker and Castellanos. But yeah, and he is not an upgrade defensively. No, at all. no, you know, he, he gets bad jumps. If you he's, still, he's, 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 honestly, he's probably about the same as Castellanos and Winker defensively. Neither of them good. And in, in a per, know, in a perfect in a perfect world, you have those three and one of them DHs, but. He's going to be probably playing right field every day yeah. on this team, the way it's constructed. And, you know, who knows if anything else happens, you know. My and pipe. he's another one. If he goes off and has a year like he had in 2017, I mean, hell, he had 306. Yeah. Like 400 OBP and like a, over an 850 OPS. And uh, in 2017, Joey's big year. And uh, if he comes anywhere near that, then they just flip him at the deadline. You know, oh, absolutely. I mean, I honestly think I think him and Moran are there to be flipped. I don't you know, know if you're going to get much for that's the reason there's a mutual there's a team option. Well, there's actually a mutual option on Fam for next year. Yeah, you know that that that's that's there so they can flip them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, that might be Crawl's whole plan is be like, dude, I've got to get some people from somewhere. 2017 was probably Fame's best year with the it Cardinals. Was. He, Great year. Uh, he had an OPS plus of 144, hit 23 homers, on base 411. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's ridiculous. That, of course, that's five years ago now, but still. Yeah. He had, yeah. A, he had a really good 2019, though, so you can't take that away from him either. He had a pretty good 2018. 2017 was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. If you can get... If you could get 2019 Tommy Pham, which wasn't as good as 27, but yeah. still pretty damn good. I mean, he still got on base of the 370 free, clip. Free Tommy Pham stabbed by hooker. Uh, yeah, you get pre stabbed by hooker. Tommy Pham, you're good. Last year he Can only we hit by hooker now. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just go that way? Yeah, we'll just we'll just go ahead and have one at on standby. Yeah. He only hit 229 last year, but got on base 340. If he, he he will work a lot. I mean, you put him in this ballpark, which is a lot smaller than San Diego. Yeah. A lot of those a lot of those outs that he hit into are gonna either go over the wall and be homers or um just be in an awkward part of the park and fall for a hit. Not having Joe West ten times a year will probably help the walk rate go up even higher. True. <laughs> so so yeah Tommy Pham would have been a great addition to a potentially uh, playoff contender he's still a great addition it's just probably too little too late <laughs> unless you can go get Conforto and maybe make another trade I don't see it happening okay so before we go let's do some predictions Give me the Reds' number of wins as it stands today without knowing what might happen in the next couple of weeks for 2022. 76. Shout out at Woo the Reds. Shout out to Woo. Shout out to Ram at Uncle Ram, too. Yep. Um, shout out to Kev. Uh, I'm going to go with 73 because. That was at 73 before fame. See, I was around 70 before fam. Okay. 
if we're they, both giving them about three wins. Right. If they can add a legitimate bet between now and the start of the season, I would probably bump them up to the 76 area. Yeah. It's just the bullpen is going to be awful outside of Strickland and a couple other guys. You did not replace the offense that you lost when you traded Winker and uh, Suarez and then didn't re-sign Castellanos. You're relying a lot on a healthy Mike Moustakis and a healthy Nick Senzel who have proven so far that they can't stay healthy. And you still got Kyle Farmer at shortstop. And you got, and you got India in the sophomore season. Pitchers are going to be aiming for him. Well, <laughs> yeah. So it's hard for me to see, as it is today, that this offense is going to produce enough runs to be a 500 team. It will not be the Phillies offense. No. <laughs> it will not be the Dodgers offense. Dude, that Phillies offense is going to put 69 runs up a game. Oh, I mean. You, they, may, they, they, may, they may lose 70 to 69. <laughs> but they are going to put some damn runs on the board. But Phillies Park is sort of akin to Great American. Very, yes. And you added Schwarber and Castellanos. There. Absolutely oh, yeah. lovely. Get a chance to go, go. Yeah, they added Schwarber and Castellanos. They're going to they're, – they're just going to hit probably – Tons of home runs. God. I mean, they still got Reese Hoskins. Um, they got Adam Bohm or Alec Bohm, who uh, is playing third they for them. Harper, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they got Rio Muto. Yeah, JT Rio Muto. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna hit some homers. Right. Those games against them and that Mets pitching is going to be fun. Oh yeah, with Scherzer going to the Mets and yeah, I mean, I mean, there's going to be there's going to be 19 games between them and the Mets. I'm going to pay attention to those games because you talk about some badass hitters going against some badass pitchers. <laughs> and even the Braves, even though they lost Freddie Freeman, they, oh, they brought in Matt Olson. Yeah, oh yeah. So they're still going to be good. Oh, Olson and Acuna Jr. in the same freaking lineup by late June. Yeah. Oh my God. Here's hoping Acuna can come if back. You're, if you're a pitcher and you don't piss your pants, you're doing good. Yeah. And I don't know. It I knew this was gonna happen with the Reds selling off. I didn't know to the extent that it was going to happen. But I w- had still been hopeful that add a few pieces with the expanded playoffs, you're right there. And this sort of half-assing just doesn't do anything. <laughs> just, if you have a plan, stick with your plan. If you're going to sell everybody and race to the bottom to try to rebuild, do it. At least you can respect it. But you can't respect... This team was just a player or two away from being a playoff team. As it was constructed. And you tore it up. <sighs> anyway, I guess that's about all uh, we have time for today. Um, Branch, we got any final thoughts? Yeah, um, just 
with all the moves the Reds are made, I can say I'm intrigued. I have no clue which direction they're going. They could be going to sell by the deadline. They could be going to try to just get too mediocre. And mediocre is what they want to do because there's no more peaks and valleys. Mediocre is what we get. And if you catch lightning in a bottle, then you catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, That might be the game plan. I don't know. Um, or, you know, hell, with as much as the Reds have changed direction at this point, next year are we going to see the Reds go into the hot stove and be like, throw all the damn money in the world at it and end up with a hundred and, you know, $80 million payroll. I don't, that could happen. We don't know. I think for sure that the ownership and management knows. All they know is they're playing some baseball right now and they, and the, that, that they're going to see what happens this year. But I don't think they really know what's going to happen beyond hell, April 15th. They, I don't think they really have it. They see that far out in the future. I have no idea. But it doesn't seem like they do either. Speaking of April 15th, get your taxes done, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done mine yet. Uh, you know, paying that shit's optional, right? It, it should be. It is. Uh, so yeah. for my final thoughts. It takes, them a, it takes them a long damn time to collect. And World War Three's already started. So what's the matter? Yeah, we might all die before they have to collect it. So yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, it's, eh, none of it matters. <laughs> uh, so for my final thought is going to be short and sweet. Fuck Bob Castellini. Sell the team. <laughs> so for Branch, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds across the basin and the Dixon line.